2: Hey, everybody, welcome to the triple option, but no, 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 not just the triple option. We've got a nice little uh, quadrilateral right here, a beautifully formed square for my geometry nerds, because I'm here with Kevin and we know him, Adam, old news. Who cares? Me? I'm the worst of the three, but (laughs) here's a special guest. Knowles two, four, seven zone. and just a great guy. Zach Blosting. Zach, thanks for joining us on the triple option. I've missed talking to you.
3: As have I. i I miss you guys. I'm a big fan of your guys' work and I'm I'm really glad to be back on here. Jesus
2: Christ. Now you keep that excitement down, but don't get too fucking hyped up now. I always have to hold you back. You watch your shit now, my friend. Now listen.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Fantastic. Zach, I'm I'm with you. I'm ready. I'm shaking my laptop too, man, because it was a big weekend for Florida State. Massive recruiting weekend as a paid full member cornerstone of the Knowles 247 staff. You were there on the bench with your compadres. You saw it all. We'll talk to you about recruiting. We'll talk to you about the first day. Oh my God. God, I'm so tired of just breaking down nothing. We actually have real football to talk about. So we'll talk to you about the first couple of days of spring practice. No pads yet. You guys are watching this. Blah, 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 the magic of film. Wednesday, first day of practice in pads. So things are starting to get real. Uh, so we'll get your thoughts on that. So let's do, let's, let's pay the bills. Let's talk about recruiting first, and we'll get to the practice stuff. We have filmed a breakdown of everything. Zach, before we start talking about the individual players, because we did have a commitment, kind of a surprise commitment, I think, if I'm reading yeah. correctly. Um, what was your, what was your, what was your take of the overall event? Um, how was it handled? How was the excitement level? There were some uh, storylines going into Florida State's recruiting that the the ceiling for the 23 class was already kind of lowered based on the past couple of years of Mike Norvell. Did you feel that way with the talent coming in? And then also, how did the new off field people like director of recruiting operations, Maddie McCormick, uh, the new GM, Derek Ray, how did they integrate themselves into this big event?
3: Yeah. So with your first point um, with the ceiling of of this, you know, 23 class, I tend to agree with that to an extent. I think a lot of the top guys that FSU was after maybe at this point last year in the 23 class um, have already eliminated FSU and that's due to, various reasons obviously fsu didn't perform well on the field last season but i think the march 5th event was close to the ceiling of you know the talent you're going to get on campus at one time at fsu uh in this current uh landscape i think maybe they can replicate that at the spring game uh or during like a big home visit weekend uh during the season but i think the march 5th event and i think they did a great job of getting these kids on campus but i think the talent level that was there is probably, you know, this is the event that the marquee event of the spring for sure.
2: Okay. That sounds good.
3: Yeah. And to your next point uh, with, with Derek Ray and, and Maddie McCormick, um, we noted this on the, on the nose 24 seven pod. Don't mean to, you know, pub it on here, but I think, (laughs) Oh
2: dude, pimp your, pimp your stuff, my brother, please. Yeah,
3: uh, For sure. But I think uh, Derek Ray, he did a great job of being organized um i know we say that a lot but you know the, we have tangible evidence of him being organized he and in, in, in the <laughs> beginning of the day he doing he organized many there. things yeah, yeah he organized many things we saw he, it. Came out, he came outside the moor and he was cleaning up literally any piece of trash like i had never seen this before so we were just kind of walking <laughs> he was yeah up any piece of trash like it wasn't like, it wasn't like there was, it was, you know, littered out there, but there was like just little pieces of trash trying to make it a more presentable, um, you know, thing for recruits coming, coming in. And then I guess he had all the recruiting interns, like the student assistants dressed in the same shirt. So it was all uniform. And then all like the guys something that they were told to do uh, in the past. So He, you know, brought the uniformity across the staff and he was way more involved with the actual recruits than I expected. I thought he was going to be more in like a, you know, overseeing things role. He's talking to recruits, talking to families, greeting them upon arrival. So that was, that was pretty cool to see. Maddie McCormick is, um, I think a little bit more, more behind the scenes, but she was, she was um, also talking to recruits. Like when, when they were leaving, they were giving her big hugs, telling, telling her, thank you for helping her helping them around on the visit. So those two are be- definitely both very involved uh, in their first big weekend of, of FSU recruiting.
2: Well, that's good to hear. Cause they were both, I wouldn't say that they were extremely known quantities. Maddie's from Arizona. Derek is from Oregon state. I mean, I'm a big beef guy myself, but not too many people are familiar with that program. (laughs) Um, But it sounds like some good stuff got implemented. So I'm, I'm good to hear it. So before we start talking about the individual kids, Adam or Kevin, do you have anything for Zach about just kind of the overall, how the event was run? I am glad Derek Ray did not let our campus look like skid row, like, you know, like a bunch of bums in LA living under the bridge. If you were a paper cup, a plastic straw, uh, Derek Ray was your enemy. He was eliminating you from sight. So that's good to hear. Um, I think I saw got Mario Cristobal for-
0: just spreading litter out in the morning. So I'm glad that he oh, fixed okay. that. Yeah, I don't
1: think people. I don't think people understand. We we've commented it on it a little bit individually to each other, um, and we've talked about it in our Tomahawk Nation Slack. Some Mike really looked pretty bad in January. I thought, um, just look kind of run down, looked worn out. I don't think, I don't think people are going to realize how important that Derek Ray hire is. If he does what he needs to do, um, to making Mike's life a little bit easier. I know that, uh, he was really, Mike was really burning both ends of the, uh, freaking wick there. And, and I think he was quick to be burnt out. Um, if they hadn't gotten him help. Well, I think that, uh, you know, those those kinds of little tasks uh, like picking up trash, making sure guys are organized, those are the things that are going to go a long way to, uh, you know, finding success in recruiting. And I know people probably like picking up trash, but I mean, imagine going to a college campus and you see it littered with, uh, you know, whatever coffee cups laying on the ground or whatever. I, I think it makes a big difference, especially to families and they go and things just look neat, up kept. Um, and I think those are the things that Mike really values. So it's good. He's got somebody that he. Maybe he's going to be able to rely on.
2: I agree. Sometimes how you do anything, how you do everything, making sure the cups are picked up. Ryan Bartow is not wearing a a shirt from the palace covered in ketchup stains. He's wearing like a nice, like he's wearing like a nice uniform. These are all big things that need to be rectified. So I'm a big fan. Speaking of big things, let's talk about a commitment. And I'll tell you one. There's a couple names that were on commit watch this weekend. Some kids that we're going to talk about in a little bit. Wide receiver Santana Fleming, interior offensive lineman Kelton Smith, defensive back Jeremiah Anglin. Those were all guys that everybody was thinking could be on commit watch. But no, it was the North Carolina high four-star defensive lineman Keith Sampson Jr., Zach I want you to ask, like, how personally surprised were you? And then describe Samson's game. And then I have a question for you afterwards, because I have a this, – this recruitment reminds me of another one in a way, and I don't know if it's necessarily a good thing. So I want you to talk me off the ledge a little bit, but go ahead.
3: Yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. But um, as far as the surprise, you know, shock to me, I, I guess I'll describe the moment. I just was on my phone, and actually another reporter, like covering another school, texted me – Keith Sampson's tweet. I didn't even see it on the timeline because I, I just wasn't on Twitter at the time. Right. I was like, I showed Chris, I'm like, the kid just committed. It's like, oh, shoot. And I go and like run to grab my computer, read it real quick. And so it, it was, you know, I, I didn't have like usually, like you said, like if, we, if we're putting kids on commit watch, we usually have like either like a little shell story ready to, to, sure. Pop, um, if the kid, if the kid is, if we're hearing he's going to commit, we didn't hear that for Keith Sampson. And I don't think he was, going into the visit telling the staff he was going to commit but um based on what he told our site um we had a we had a national guy that is familiar with him that spoke to him shortly after he committed they basically told him that going into the visit as soon as he stepped on campus he knew that fsu was likely going to be somewhere he committed soon after i didn't Mm. he didn't i don't think he knew it was going to be on the visit but after he, he was there for multiple days, so he got there on Friday. Then spent Sat- all of Saturday there as well. Um, but it was like midday on Saturday, and he just decided to, to to commit to FSU. So yeah, I was certainly shocked.
2: What do you think of the kid's game?
3: I did like previous. I didn't I didn't watch his film yet. To be honest, I've just been so busy.
2: We didn't think he was going to commit.
3: <laughs> do You want to yeah. watch his
2: film?
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess we can uh, put, some, put yeah. If, yes. If Kevin can put what? <laughs>
2: I oh, yeah. forgot that you had that
3: teed up. Thank you,
2: Kevin, the professional. Yeah. Let's watch some of that beautiful bean footage.
0: Notice what name isn't on here.
3: Yeah.
1: Zach, correct me if I'm wrong. He just re-added Florida State to his top five like a month yeah, ago, right?
3: I was going to talk about that. Yeah. So, like, it was, I think it was either end of January or am in. This February. Is sophomore year, by the way. He, he announced a top five, um, and FSU was not in it. He told us that Odell Higgins got on the phone with him like literally right after he announced the top five without FSU in it. And basically, you know, kind of gunned him with some questions, some some hard questions for him to answer. I don't know what they were specifically, but not soon after he um, basically removed Georgia out of his top five and put FSU in and then set up a visit, set up the, the March 5th visit to FSU.
2: Odell the the yeah. sleeping giant has awoken hidden with the guilt trip of all guilt trips I like it I need to my kids are getting older I need to take lessons because that's <laughs> very effective what, what do you Adam and Adam and Kevin what are you guys seeing from here other than just an absolutely
1: very disruptive force yeah I mean he's explosive his first steps really quick um, I've watched some of his junior film he, he's still raw in my opinion he doesn't he doesn't I don't think he really knows how to use his hands yet. I think he's still kind of learning that, but you see the tools there. He's a big physical explosive player in the middle of the defense, probably a three tech. Oh, baby. That hurts. Oh wow, God. My I mean, he, he's got, he's got the tools you're looking for. I uh, think that's need... a
0: three tech. I mean, he's already 300 plus pounds as a sophomore.
1: I don't think he's that heavy now. Well, Zach, maybe I don't know. Did you, did, did they give any measurables for him from this weekend?
3: I do not remember if he told us what he measured, and I'll check the. Uh, actually, we did a video with him, so I'd have to listen to the video. But. I
2: test wise. What do you What do you think he projects at? Just kind of seeing him right now, going into a senior year of high school. Does I mean, obviously on the interior, but what do you think? Like a, a Cooper or a Love it?
3: I I mean, I think more of a, a Love it. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's he's that big to where he's going to be a you know a space eater in the in the know as a nose guard or or something like that but i think uh i think he's got the athletic ability to 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 be disruptive as a pass rusher as well
2: well i feel for every single child in new Bern, north carolina that lines up for him (laughs) because there's been some very punishing hits now all right this this is what not that i'm afraid of but this recruitment reminds me of another one from last year let me see zach if you can think of the kid i'm thinking of out of state defensive line super talented commits early on and seemingly commits out of nowhere while there are in-state schools that are still actively recruiting him who am i describing last year that this recruitment kind of reminds me of
3: trevion williams
2: exactly now north carolina is different than mississippi the the reputation of getting kids out of mississippi i think is harder than getting kids out of north carolina However, with North Carolina, the UNC's emergence on the recruiting trail, the, the gap of that's – I mean, Mississippi's kids are their own thing. But is this a kid that we Florida State fans should feel worried about? Like, did, do we almost feel a little nervous that he committed maybe too early? He's got Clemson after him. He's got NC State. Um, and those are those are all right in his backyard.
3: Yeah, I mean – if the kid starts – because he told our Brian Don at Two Hundred 7 Sports that he was not going to be taking any visits or didn't – Really? Plan. Okay, that's good. Yeah, he had a whole schedule of visits planned out for March and April, and he basically told Don that he did not plan – not did not intend to take those visits. Um, so if, if he does start taking visits, then, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with you. I think I'd be worried um, just because he's an out-of-state kid. It's not super easy to get him back on campus – Um, you know, he's going to have to fly out if he wants to get Mm back to campus. How many times can he do that without it being an official visit? And you're probably going to want to save that for the season or, you know, following the season like December. So, yeah, I mean, as long as he doesn't take visits, then I'm not worried. But if he starts, you know, getting on these local campuses like NC State, Clemson, South Carolina, all three schools that were in his top five, I'd start being worried.
2: Okay. I didn't want to sully. A good thing, but I just man uh, the the, pair, the parallels to this recruitment got me a little worried. But guess what? The kid's talented, legitimately wanted by a ton of schools in Odell and Florida State. They closed the deal, so I'm stoked. And I will find t- talent that was on that was on campus this week. And I think out of all the position groups. Uh, I think that was the most talent rich. There were names like, uh, let's see, uh, Will Norman, the talented defensive line from ING, G was, he actually stayed on campus for a couple days longer than he thought he canceled a, uh, a trip uh, yeah, to LSU. Right. He didn't feel like getting bumped and grinded on by Brian Kelly and becoming a meme on Twitter. So he decided to stay in uh, Tallahassee. Uh, Will Norman and Vic Burley. Those are really two really talented guys. Some, a lot of, a lot of, some kids that people don't think FSU has a real legitimate shot at but they got him on campus and the, both of those kids said some good things about know, Florida State.
3: Yeah, I mean Will Norman specifically, we'd been hearing that FSU was super high on him. They were doing some, you know, more evaluation in February as it was a dead period and they kind of came out of that month knowing that Will Norman was going to be a huge target for them along the defensive line. Um and I think getting him to cancel his LSU visit, I mean, this, the FSU visit. So he, he arrived on campus on Friday. I was told mm-hmm. he FaceTimed the staff like either late the Thursday night or that morning, asking if he could swing by before, you know, heading to, to LSU.
2: Oh, and really? It was that yeah, kind of visit? It was okay. last minute. Um, they it,
3: it was, it was a hundred percent, just a, you know, couple hour visit before I head out. Um, I mean, we talked to him on Friday and and he, he didn't know he was going to stay and then a few hours later he tweets got to run it back another day and then he and then I asked him and he's like yeah I'm, I'm coming back so I mean he the, the Saturday he literally spent all day with uh FSU defensive lineman Derek McClendon like we saw them like just walking around campus together they went out that night together um so he I mean he just basically lived a day in the life of an FSU football player so I definitely think there's legitimate interest there, whereas before I, I wasn't sure how uh, big of a contender FSU was in his recruitment. Mm-hmm. I think you mentioned Vic Burley. Obviously, I think out of any prospect on campus, um, besides maybe a guy we'll talk about later like Brendan Ennis at the receiver position, Vic Burley was the most talented guy, uh, especially on the defensive side on campus. Um, he's more of a tough pull to me when you compare him to someone like Will Norman just because he's got – Clemson and Georgia, both heavily involved in that recruitment. Um, I think both those schools probably sit a little bit above FSU right now. Um, but Odell DeHiggins has done a great job with him as well. Uh, and I think Odell, um, along with, you know, Coach JP, with the, with the defensive end uh, end position, have done a great job of building that board and especially getting kids on campus like this past weekend.
2: Absolutely. Some other names to know. Uh, Wilkie Deneau. Uh, Daron Reed Jordan Hall and Keldrick Falk those were all kids that were there anything that stood out to you besides all of them specifically kids like uh Wilkie Danone Darren Reed I, Florida State's honestly got a really good shot at all four of those kids I'm very um encouraged by the way that Florida State's defensive line recruiting is has been playing out especially this early I don't I don't know, have you you noticed anything different or is it just the value of long-term relationships with these kids?
3: Yeah, I mean, Darren Reed, FSU was first to offer him. Um, Jordan Hall, the defensive lineman out of Jacksonville, FSU was first to offer him as well. Um, And then Wilkie... Darren
2: Reed's film, yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, he's a beast. I I think really highly of of Darren Reed. But Wilkie Denod, like you mentioned him earlier, I Mm -hmm. put in a crystal ball for him after speaking with him uh, on Saturday. FSU hadn't offered him until about a month or two ago, but he told me that they'd been talking for like over a year before that. So it's not like that relationship is new. A lot of these guys they've been talking to for over a year. Uh, Keldrick Falk, like you mentioned, the the defensive lineman out of Alabama. Um, Offensive analyst Austin Tucker has been personally dealing with that recruitment. He's been doing a great job. Uh, He said – our Falk told me that Austin Tucker was like the only coach over quarantine that was consistently answering his calls. Um, so they built a, a really strong bond, and he's been leading that recruitment now. So I think, I mean, the kid's a top 100 kid now. Um, and just the, the simple, you know, answering the, the kid's call over quarantine gets you in the top three. That's what he told us. They're in the top three for his recruitment. Yeah.
2: He's, early evaluation, really, really good evals. Just, um, offers that were very like demonstrative quick and like well thought out, like very decisive offers has really put Florida state in a good spot with this 23 class. And this was the, this is the one that Florida state really after all the COVID stuff, the 23 class is the one that their guys, there was really no being behind the eight ball. They had the time to like have the same, the same kind of relationships that all the other, like more entrenched coaching staffs had. And, it's really paying off. Um, Zach, Adam, Adam, oh, go ahead. Yeah, sorry.
1: Do you, Do you have a sense of what their numbers are looking like? And I know it's really early, and numbers will always work out. Not to drop a newberg on us, but do you have a sense of what the what kind of numbers are looking for along the defensive line? Like, you know, two maybe three defensive tackles.
3: Yeah, I think the the interior is definitely a focus. Um, I think they'll probably get two to three interior guys. Um, You know, obviously, edge guys, if they can get a quality edge, I think those are all always a priority just because of how rare they are to come across a a guy that's a difference maker at that position. Yeah. I'd say probably three to four edges. I I don't know their exact numbers, to be honest. Yeah, sure. I'm sure it'll change throughout the cycle. And obviously, depending on the season they have, they might, some of these guys might not be attainable by November and December, so they might have to turn to the portal or whatever. But but yeah, I think I think uh, two to three interior, and then maybe three to four edge guys.
2: Okay. What would you guys think of Deron Reed's film that you're watching? And Zach, you said you thought highly of him. What what were some of the attributes?
3: Yeah, I mean, he's just a a physically dominant kid for his age. Um, I think when we were talking about you know last cycle with Elijah Pritchett, um, I thought you know pretty highly of of Kelton Smith as well, the offensive lineman over there at Carver in Georgia. And I think Darren Reed is right up there as an elite, you know, defensive lineman. Um I know the FSU staff is has been super high on him uh for as long as you know he's been offered and I think uh I think his ranking has only uh increased uh since since you know he, he first got found out about.
1: He's kinda of blown up. Yeah. He's a guy that that I know you guys have kind of talked about maybe being an interior guy. Um, he looks like an end to me. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure where the staff likes him, but I'd be curious. I mean, if he's a guy that they look at maybe as a, at that Fox role as a hybrid, I know I thought Wilkie uh, mentioned maybe fought the Fox position for him.
3: Right. Yeah. I mean, he looks like a, a prototypical Adam Fuller Fox position guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Darren Reed, I think the reason why people like to project, project him uh, in, in, as an interior guy is because of his, you know, frame. Mm-hmm. I think that people believe he can put on some good weight um, and, and be a, a space eater in there. So, yeah. you know, for me, I, I agree with you. I, I like him at edge right now, but, you know, as he progresses, he might sure, be for interior sure. just because of how his body is, is going to progress at the college level. Yeah, absolutely. A lot
2: of versatile guys along the defensive line. It kind of seems like there's like a strategy, a lot of interchangeable pieces. So let's just let's flip to the other side of the trenches. I thought offensive line is another position. Surprise, surprise. um, With Alex Atkins, Florida State's new offensive coordinator, just a goddamn monster when it comes to recruiting. I'm glad, glad, glad he's on our team. That was another. That was another position group this weekend that I thought was really impressive. You had guys like. um, is he like swedish or something this lucas simmons kid like six eight i know he's, he's like scandinavian or something right still, Eats like yeah. fermented shark like he's, a, he's where's he from zach
3: yeah so he's his mom is swedish his dad played college football at oklahoma um so holy I think-
2: hell what a combination <laughs> of genetics i like that dude not bad
3: yeah so he yeah i mean he's got the accent and everything when you talk to him he's a really swedish yeah. he's a swedish accent I think it's like partial. I mean, it sounds fully Swedish. I've never heard a a Swedish accent in person before, but sounds like it.
2: Great people, great football playing genetics, really good heavy metal music. I have always been a fan of the Swedish cool flag. Uh, So he was on campus, that (laughs) offensive tackle, Lucas Simmons, Roger Kearney, uh, Darren Reed's teammate, Kelton Smith uh what what do you think and, and some names that i'm missing too zach please feel free to chime in but i mean I, florida state seems to be almost i would i i'm so hesitant to say this about a five win team from last year but we're almost in, i feel like a little bit of pick and choose mode on the offensive line a little bit from the tier of guys that we're in right we're not picking and choosing five stars but they've got a lot of really attainable targets they've got some kids that are that could be even be playing B's of those targets, but it feels like it's a very well thought out.
3: He's been here. He's just been able to build out excellent offensive line boards each cycle. Um, You know, if FSU gets some wins under their belt, they're going to be able to recruit at an elite level at that position, I believe just because of his recruiting ability. But, but yeah, like you said, Kelton Smith, Lucas Simmons, Roger Kearney, all guys that have come out and said, I think Smith and Kierney have have flat out said that Florida State leads for them or is in the number one spot. And then Lucas Simmons, I think FSU is battling mainly USC there, but they're, they're, you know, Uh, strong one, two punch right there at the top of his recruitment. Um, And then two other guys to note, uh, Bubba Jeffries, Tyler Jeffries out of the Tennessee. Good name. Good
2: solid name. (laughs) That's very knee-like.
3: Yeah. So Bubba, hey,
1: Chris almost fought you to interview him, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. So I was like, <laughs> he was walking away because we were, you know, it was swamped like at that time. Kids just coming out of the moor, like left and right. So I was like, yo, I, I, I just yelled out, Bubba, like, uh, can we get a quick interview? And then Chris's like, I got it or something. Like, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> comes right. I've yeah. never seen Chris move. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Don't let Chris fool story. you. He, like, he tries to play the whole, ah, I'm tired of talking to the young kids thing. And look at him. He's got a chubba for Bubba. He's boxing out Zach <laughs> to talk to kids. Like He's still in the game heavy. That's Chris Knee, it's in his blood. Um, That's Who's the other kid you mentioned? You said there was a couple others at Bubba, and then who else?
3: Yeah, a uh, kid out of Georgia, Travon Baugh. I think Florida State's actually pretty high on him. I'm planning to c- catch up with him either uh, later tonight or tomorrow just to get his thoughts on the visit. But... Um, But yeah, those five guys are the guys that I would know that are legitimate targets for FSU. Um, I think out of the the five, Lucas Simmons is probably the prototypical offensive tackle um, Mm -hmm. target for them. And the rest of those guys are, you know, maybe a flex offensive tackle, but mostly interior guys. Uh, I think Roger Kearney is definitely interior than Kelton Smith, uh, maybe a right tackle or, or an interior guy.
2: Kenny's a real impressive prospect, right? I've heard he of might people be the best Dan lineman
1: in, in Florida. Yeah. yeah. Right I mean, that hot take, hot that take kid.
2: Brown. Right. That, kid
1: is a, that kid is really, oh, kid is a, kid is really
2: oh, look at that. Almost like Adam knew that we had the.
1: Had the, oh, the f- ready. Oh,
2: that's oh, Adam's ow. kind of guy. Ow. Oh, my and, God,
0: dude.
1: The, yeah. He, that also seems have, like. He Atkins gets me kind excited. He gets me excited.
0: Yeah. The downfield finishing blocks. That's that's Atkins M.O.
1: He he wants, he's got he's got great feet, he's got good length.
2: So he plays he plays tackled Real now, bounced. but we, we think he's an interior guy at the next level. Yeah, probably yeah. a guard.
3: I think that's what FS I mean, he's just uh I mean he's like six four, so he's he's he not, you know, super tall, but he's mm. he's very lean right now. Once he puts on some weight, I think you'll see him be Jeez. pretty dominant as an interior. Um
2: yeah, cuz he uh and I mean this at all uh, as a compliment, <laughs> He's a dickhead, dude. <laughs> he's a mean kid. I love it. He's a little asshole. Look at him go. Dude, this is exactly what I want my offensive lineman to do. Just <laughs>
1: Yeah, he he and Simmons would go a long way and uh continue to upgrade the talent level in that room. And that kid can, can move well in space. Yeah, can he?
2: That's right.
1: Yeah, this is I think that th- I think this is why some people thought maybe he could if he grew another inch or two that he could that he could be an, an offensive tackle. But
2: oh oh that's when you know some guy's in trouble when they get the hand up they get oh, the chicken yeah. wing thing. That's good hand placement. This looks like Trey playing center right it now. It does, I mean.
0: yeah. Just, very just reminiscent of some Trey tape I've seen.
2: Obliterating people. <laughs> uh, you guys are you guys are always like you're good partners because you're lying right now. That's very nice of you. <laughs> Um,
1: yeah, that that would be a great get, and, and I mean, who's the, who's the main competition for for, for Kearney,
3: Florida? Um, yeah, I think UF's involved. I'm not. He's got a, He's probably going to take a, uh, some more visits and you know widen his options a little bit more. I think FSU's one of the schools that he's primarily visited to this point, but I think UF's supposed to get him on campus and maybe a few other schools. I, I don't remember what he exactly told me.
2: All right, moving on. Chris Parson was on campus. I mean, I I wouldn't even I wouldn't even mention him. Others, it's very you'd expect to have your your quarterback on campus. There's a weird little kerfuffle. Uh, some social media gazing. Some things got deleted. I mean, Zach got to commit, right? I mean, the is that, <laughs> not, not the story. The fans got a little. <laughs> I don't know. So what was that like? Was that an actual real thing? Because there were actual posts deleted. Like what? What was that? Do you have any idea what that was? I mean, it looked fine. Uh, he was here all weekend and good, but was that a real actual thing?
3: Yes, it was a real actual thing. Um, I was directly <laughs> involved so in stupid by accident. Um, I was just trying to report on a visit. Uh, sure, yeah, no, you did your job of a five-star quarterback um, that FSU is not really actively recruiting. Just he's coming on a, a, a tour with a tour group. Um yeah. but I guess Chris Parsons saw the headline and you know uh it was basically just five star quarterback visiting Florida state in march and right right there were some social pe- social media posts taken down and then you know instagram and twitter bios changed but I, it seems like everything's fine now um after parson got to t- uh talk with the staff um so you know i hope it's all good
2: me too because i don't know i mean we were talking earlier i feel like months ago that this might be a two qb recruiting class uh is that even possible now if that's going to be the reaction from your bell cow
3: yeah i mean for right now i don't i, don't,
2: I wouldn't try i because I, yeah. I, th- I thought before because they were recruiting there was that kid with the very very nice hair avery johnson there was that one kid, kid right He was the kid yeah. i'm thinking of the kid who looked like he was from like, blue yeah, yeah exactly Yeah, like a laguna beach like extra yeah so I guess he, but that, that's the thing. I, I don't <sighs> recruiting quarterbacks is tough in the era of the transfer portal. So it's always interesting where you can, you want to try to get depth, but the, the depth pieces have to work. I'll be interested to see if tribe 23 turns out to be just a one QB class. Now, not that that's a bad thing. Chris Parson is very talented from all the reports that I heard. He did a very good job recruiting. He legitimately loves Florida state. I mean, but quarterbacks are quarterbacks guys i mean they're quirky you gotta do what you gotta do all right um moving on only one really running back of note for 23 that was in on campus that was dalen hollywood smothers which smothers good,
1: me up with some of his game good, nickname. He's good a nickname stud.
2: smothers you up with some of his game not he's bad like, i like that there, he you, the go. there, there you
1: go you can do better
2: you, I can't, yeah i, can't, I know, I know. Let's, we're hyping each other up. It was a Waffle House Hash Browns reference, I think. <laughs> Actually, probably not. You're in Delaware. Uh, you That's just... smart. Come on. No, okay. Well then the I just tried to about. save you and you drown yourself. Anyway, Zach, how many running backs Florida State looking to take? Or Florida State got a real legitimate shot with that kid?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think I think they do. They've gotten him <laughs> on campus twice now. Um, he was he made his first trip down in June of last year, that crazy month. Um mm-hmm. but then comes to Florida state in the first week in a March flies down with a couple of his teammates uh, in the North Carolina area. He's from North
2: Carolina. He's from that area as well. Okay. Interesting.
3: Yeah. I mean, he's a beast. Like, like Adam was saying, he's, he's a a baller. I think FSU he's, he's at or near the top of their running back board. I'm not sure their numbers right now. I'm kind of confused on their board. Like, I don't know who is a pecking order. Yeah. I mean, They've got guys that they like, obviously, like Richard Young at Lehigh, um, a five star running back, or Cedric Baxter, the former commit, but those guys haven't visited in a long time. Um, So, as far as realistic guys, I think Dalen Smothers is definitely at the top um, of their board. And I really, I really like this game.
2: That'd be interesting. I'd like to see, uh, interested to see where Jay Sean Corbin gets drafted, interested to see what the kind of running back usage looks like next year. You'd figure that. With David Johnson's, oh, we got his tape. We got his tape. Good stuff.
1: I mean, uh, if anybody could figure out what the hell they're doing at running back at linebacker over the last couple of years, uh, I, I think you'd be a millionaire because it's yeah. been very confusing.
2: And we'll get to we'll get to linebacker, but running back doesn't make sense. dude. Mike Novell puts him in the league. I, I, I'm just interested to see David Johnson had a really good reputation as a recruiter, and yes, uh, all, smothers me up with some of this. I'm with you, Adam. <laughs>
1: yeah he's explosive uh good you know obviously has speed to get around the edge and finish um quick in and out of holes he's got some burst uh good balance i mean just what you're looking for is a, in a running back he's a little complete
0: he's, he seems to be a little right back, back right, right? Mm-hmm.
1: yeah
0: uh, does he have does he have the body to be a third down back i, I...
1: three down back yeah absolutely
0: you think absolutely. how big is he
1: I think, listed, pretty I think he's listed like 5'10", five, 5'10", 10, five, 10, yeah. 190 or something like that.
3: Hmm. Yeah. He's not like Jalen Glover small, but he's not huge as,
2: as well. Gotcha. Just uh, he, he, he runs bigger. That'd be nice. I um, I'm, I'm in, like I said, I'm very interested to see Mark Norvell's like running back strategy. Like how, like, I wonder if the usage, been running back by committee this whole time here
3: yeah yeah i mean like like adam said i don't i think that position just doesn't make sense to me like why they can't recruit it i mean that's literally mike norvell's you know marquee position of of developing guys especially um at memphis and now at florida state i mean you get a walk-on in trayshawn ward who turns into the yards per carry leader in the acc this year
2: right absolutely
3: john corbin's going to the draft and looks like he's probably going to get drafted. So I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me why they can't develop that board. I mean, even under Willie Taggart, um, everyone was harping on Dante Pimbleton, but Dante Pimbleton outright landed Jalen Knighton before, you know, all the crazy stuff happened. And then Lawrence Toafili as well, another blue chip guy in the state of Florida. So
2: it's just, it's just weird how some boards seem to be methodically like put together. And then some, it's just like, Hey, we got one or two targets and then it's, we don't really have anything else. And I can't, I I almost.
0: Is it a lack of focus? Like, does does he just feel like he can pick up anybody from the transfer portal and
2: turn them into an NFL player? That's my (laughs) question. Because that doesn't make any sense why one would be so strategically oriented with plan A, Bs, and Cs, and one's not. And one's running back, which is Florida State's, you know, the the state of Florida, I mean, is just traditionally full of. I don't get it. It does kind of feel like it's maybe deliberate. In the NFL,
1: there are positions that are just devalued. Linebacker, sure. linebacker for year, years in the NFL has been a devalued position by a lot of the better teams. Um, it's just one that they don't they don't utilize a lot of assets, high draft picks, and that kind of stuff. On now, obviously, we're not talking about the NFL. We're talking about college football. But I wonder if Mike takes a similar approach. Running backs, they're looking for guys with maybe less carries on their body that are going to come in, um, you know, be a little fresher in college or is it just they feel like they can get three or four guys over the course of whatever however many two years or whatever that they can plug and play and it's not a big deal they don't worry about that much they'd rather exhaust resources in the offensive line the defensive line wide receiver quarterback so on and so forth it doesn't make a lot of sense to me that's really kind of what I've told myself to maybe understand it a little bit but I don't understand why you can't get a five or whatever, a four star offensive lineman and a four star running back.
2: Does, so, yeah, they're not mutually exclusive. No, I'm at with all. you. It just, they the, just, the strategy seems so disconnected. I think it's something to watch. We spent, I don't want to spend too much more time on it, but it's something that I'm yeah. going to keep an eye on as the offseason goes with how that board stacks up. Let's move on to the skill. Let's just move on to the guys on the outside. So we'll do the receivers first. Really talented group. Florida State has got, um, I think they have to do better at receiver and they have the options to do better at receiver. So, I mean, five-star Braden Ennis was on on campus. We've mentioned him. He was, besides Vic Burley, the most talented guy on campus and probably, unfortunately, like Vic Burley, one of the kids that Florida State least has a shot with. He was posting some nice stuff on social media watched this one last night on Tuesday night. Some good stuff, good video. I mean, it all looks good. But Florida State would have to win an extremely high amount of games for that to even be an option. That I'm not. I'm not going to focus too much on the kid. It's nice of him to come and nice of him to say some good stuff.
3: Yeah, I mean, agree. He, he also came with like a huge group of of kids on that on that tour for, from South Florida Express. It was like 24 kids on a bus. His parents weren't there, so. You know, I don't know how much you value that visit from him.
2: Not much. Would rather have it than not, but not much. Let's talk about some kids at Florida State is more in the, uh, I guess, more in the hunt with. So Santana Fleming, a guy that I honestly cannot believe this kid is not committed. He he tweets like a commit. I think his dad is heckling Brendan Sinone on the Knowles 247 message boards. Like, this kid is just throwing kebabs all over the place. He is not committed yet. A lot of people thought Santana Fleming was going to commit a Florida state commit vandrevius Jacobs. He was there. Uh Hakeem Williams was there, who is, I believe a cousin of the Carlos and Vences Williams. Is that correct? Are they related? That's, no? Tyler.
1: that's Tyler. Tyler. Ah, yeah.
2: I got my Williams is mixed up. I apologize to the family. Miss anyway, but yeah, okay. Hakeem Williams is good and has the last name as former Florida state players. So that's a tie in. Um, any other receivers that were on campus at Florida State's got a legitimate shot of landing that I missed? And what do you think is going on with Santana Fleming? I mean, should we be expecting a commitment soon or what?
3: Yeah, so for other receivers, uh, Keon Brown at a Tallahassee brick, Ah, uh,
2: local kid. That's right. Yeah,
3: local kid. He was there on Saturday, and he also just came back on the for the Monday spring practice. He, he watched the spring practice, and I spoke to him briefly. He's super hmm. high on FSU. Um, it's kind of a wait and see. You know, Florida State offered first. It's not a for sure thing that they, you know, they're going to take him right now. Just with other, all the other options on the board uh, currently, but I could see him ending up in the class down the line if, if that's the direction they go. Um, and then Kevin Concepcion, he's a teammate of Dalen Smothers as well uh, in that North Carolina area. FSU offered him in January, and he's pretty interested. Um, he said the FSU visit was his best visit yet. I think NC State is views it, viewed as the team as uh, for the as the biggest threat to FSU in that one. Um, but like I said, like that he's more of like a Plan B type as as opposed sure. to like, like Hiking Williams or Santana Fleming. But like getting into Santana Fleming, like like you said, um, I think I said this on the North Twenty Four Seven pod, but like Santana Fleming's like stock is like going down. I think uh, at least on our site, like I think he's rated as like an eighty six rating three star recruit um okay he, and i think that's in large part due to the uh he he had an unproductive uh junior year uh mm-hmm. at, at american heritage there's a lot of factors that went in, went into that brendan ennis is there uh um, who's his teammate but the weird thing was that brandon ennis was playing quarterback half the year because their quarterback was injured so <laughs> they were not running an efficient offense i watched them in person no, in no. Jacksonville against trinity oh. Christian, i think and it was it was terrible like I mean, Brandon Ennis is back there just running around like Jordan Travis in year one of Willie Tiger, like our year two of Willie Tiger. It was it was crazy, but uh, but yeah, I mean, um, I think Santana Fung is a guy that is a, a viable slot option. Um, you know, needs to develop more in his game. I think uh, for what a, a, you ask a slot to do, he's he's pretty good at that. Um, he's really shifty. Uh, if you watch him on the seven on seven circuit, he's an all star out there. And I think that's you know just because he can he can move around defenders. He's not the biggest guy, um, but he's got some bursts to him. So yeah, I mean, I think I think Santana Fleming is really high on FSU. I have you know, I think it's an American heritage thing. Like they like to wait until signing day to mm-hmm. like make their decision. So yeah, yeah. you're know.
2: not Marvin Jones Junior, man. Like I, I understand that that's a thing for some of the kids there, but like. It's- yeah, yeah. Like he'd be a take for FSU, and, he, and we all think he would be a good take. But he's, I, I agree with you with with all the options that they have, especially with some of the other guys at slot they're looking at. If, if you want in, get your name in, man. And I, I in my opinion, what, what were you saying, Adam? Well, I, like just
1: thinking of another kid that they're looking at at slot, Robbie Washington, who was up from down in the Miami way. I mean, that's a kid. And this is no offense to to Fleming because I think he's a good player, but. If I'm picking between the two, I'm taking Washington over him. He's going to be more. He's a more physical player for what this offense wants to do. I think he's a better fit. And yeah, I, I think if Fleming waits
2: around too long, he's going to find himself without a without a spot. Interesting, um, Kev. Do we have any? Do we have any uh, tape of the receivers to look at, or no? Because if not, I'm going to move on to the DBs. What? Well, Zach, can you speak on Washington? Because he's
1: that's a guy. I, oh uh, yeah, I'm sorry. A big, I'm a big fan of.
3: Yeah, I mean. To be honest, like, he got on my radar just a few weeks before, uh, before that visit. I was told that him and his brother were going to visit. His brother's a linebacker. Bobby Washington has not been offered by perfect yet, but they want to play at the same school. Um, so that's how that got put on my radar. But, I mean, he's an electric playmaker. Um, yeah. Our guy, Andrew Ivins, uh, 2147 Sports, did a scouting report on him, projected him as a two to, uh, round two to three guy in the NFL. Um, wow he's just an electric wideout i think you know i'm excited because I'm from down there so i'm gonna go see him this spring and just see how he how he moves but yeah i agree with you adam i think i think out of the two he's definitely a guy that fits more of what mike norvell is trying to do um and i think he i mean like you look at a guy like Ja'Kai douglas or, or some, you know a mold like that i think that's i think robbie Washington is probably more explosive jakai douglas um and, and kind of would be used in a similar way
2: is one of those kids that kind of feels like an eventuality does he feel like a kid that's going to be committed to like the University of Miami like one of those recruits like it feels like from the way you guys are talking about him it just feels like kind of a Miami kid I mean we've pulled those in the past but
3: yeah I mean Miami's definitely super involved if they I mean I think it's going to come down to who offers his brother because I think they're actually determined on doing that on going to school together the
2: rare package deal that actually holds oh, up.
1: Shit. Uh, we got a yeah. damn linebackers Offer his ass. I don't know. Speaking <laughs> of
2: that, we did.
1: Bad linebacker either. No, so no, I, he ain't yeah. doing much better. Raul Aguirre yeah. ain't coming here.
2: Yeah. yeah I, well, it's funny because I guess we'll just get the linebackers. None of them came. There were actually no linebackers on campus this weekend, right, Zach? No, there
3: was one. There was yeah, Bobby Washington and then too. their teammate Oh
2: so the brother did come. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
3: The brother did come on the visit, did not get offered. But his their teammate actually at Miami Killian, Stanquan Clark, is another linebacker that made it to campus. And I'm pretty high on him. I think I think he's pretty good. Um, but you know, it doesn't really he, seem like he's a huge priority for them. So I don't I don't know. After talking to him on Saturday.
2: Does he have an offer or no?
3: He does have an offer.
2: Okay, but it's like one of those cool offers. Yeah. Um no no excuse for that. I just I mean it is what we'll see. It's the first it's big sick. weekend, but man, you gotta look at the, the linebacker thing can't happen. What happened last year cannot happen. Again, they ended up getting a good kid at Walmart Graham, but you need you need more good kids. We're we're tired of looking at bad linebacker play <laughs> yeah, on on this show. I'm I'm over it. Yep. So I don't have any, I don't have anything else for wide receivers or linebackers unless you guys do. I'll just
1: move yeah, on. Just- I'd just like to hear about Hakeem Williams because I I mean he's maybe the best second best wide receiver in the country.
3: Yeah, I I'm huge I'm super high on him. I, I know him pretty well just because I was over at Stranahan a bunch seeing Omar grand this past year and, and I you know watched this guy perform he's Jesus. Um, um
2: what are our chances with him?
3: He, I mean, he's pretty interested. I think Miami's definitely the biggest threat. He's been on Miami's campus a ton. Ooh, ice graphic. It, he attended like every home game of, of Miami's last season and you know it takes a special person to to go out there and, and watch Miami lose
2: um. <laughs> be one of the 11 people yeah. at the Dolphin Stadium uh how close is he with Omar Graham his teammate from last year Are they like obviously they're close because they're teammates but is it is it enough to pull him up north
3: yeah I mean I think it's enough to to definitely increases interest i don't know if it's enough to eventually land him but he's super close with omar like they're i mean he, he called him his best teammate that he's ever had uh, oh
2: wow okay that's yeah. good so
3: they we, you know we were outside the moor and they kind of reunited right out there um, omar came from his dorm to go you know meet with Hakeem on the visit and they had a big huge hug took some photos and it was a pretty, pretty cool moment he's definitely they're both uh pretty close and he said oh, he plans to call up omar like during the season and and kind of get his thoughts on how the program is going uh under mike norvell
2: oh, man it would be nice to this is the type of body like the, i mean they've, they've got a lot of the names of Florida states associated with are like those agile slot guys um i want one of these guys <laughs>
0: yeah, this kid's first step is un, unreal
2: yeah. yeah, and he does the point at They did the, the whole basketball
1: thing. They, he just won, he won a state title in basketball on uh, yeah. Saturday, correct? And then they they busted out the basketball unis for him to take a picture in.
3: Yeah, the the basketball team actually you know uh, brought over some of the stuff for that photo shoot for him to take photos in. So that was a pretty cool thing that they did for him, fresh off winning a state title for his for Strandahan.
1: This yeah. is a, this feels like not only are you going to have to do well in the field, but NIL probably going to have to really. Be something that uh you know, if you're competing against Miami right now, you better you better bring the NIL packages.
2: Yeah, they got a whole bunch of ill begotten hospital money that they're throwing at kids like this. Um what uh what are the measurables on him? I mean he looks he looks very athletic. He's going hard, obviously, as the graphics suggest. <laughs> but like what 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 are what are the measurables on him? What what how tall is he?
3: He's all of six three and one ninety five, so he I mean, he's a, a big wide big out boy.
2: A Big yeah. big boy. Yeah. God, this yeah, this is fun. He's this got a lot of
3: Travis Hunter way. wide
1: receiver to his game.
2: Oh, don't do that. Hey, just, we're just going to uh, vo- we're going to Voldemort that. Name. Just being
0: honest. <laughs> just being honest. He who shall not <laughs> be named to his <laughs> yeah, name? Absolutely. Re- Good block.
1: it now. Don't worry.
0: How um, tall was Travis Hunter? I don't remember.
1: Six two, six
0: one, something like that. Yeah, he looks yeah. he looks an inch or two taller. Inch. Yeah, he does. But yeah,
3: that speed, man, brother. Come I want to know this kid's forty on, fast. Wait, so, was he the guy that was chasing him down, or was that it? Was he the return man? He was a return man. Wow.
2: God, yeah. I'm uh, glad we looked at that film. Please get that kid, um Omar. Do your work, my friend. All right. We'll finish it out with DB. That another another position that's talented, but Florida State's got Marcus Woodson there. Florida State has had no trouble recruiting DBs the past couple of years. Um, I, I'll, I'll name some names, Zach, and you just like, you talk about the ones that really stick out to you. We talked about Jeremiah England before, because he was the one that was, that we, that's on commit watch still, still is a lot of crystal balls in it for him, but there's some kids and some names, Dijon Johnson, Damon Fagan, Braxton Myers, Damari Brown, um, out of those names, I guess who sticks out to you due to a combination of talent level and interest in Florida state?
3: Yeah, I think Florida State's super high on Damari Brown. He's another American Heritage kid. Um, he's His dad played at the University of Miami, I think, Oof. with Randy Shannon. Um, so oh, okay,
2: record. okay.
3: And then he's, Damari's also pretty close with Marcus Woodson as well. Um, every time he visits campus, it's always a long visit, so that's a good sign. And And I think FSU's doing a good job. Miami's involved. Clemson recently offered, and they're involved. Um, so that's a pretty contested one Braxton Myers is another kid he flew in from Texas actually um, so that shows you know, some measure of interest to fly in all the way from Texas for, for, yeah. for this event um, he was there I believe for two days um, and he he enjoyed himself he his dad has a connection to Marcus Woodson because they both grew up in the state of Mississippi I think his dad was originally set to go to Ole Miss, got in some kind of you know, scandal or something, and then ended up at Alabama. Maybe um, that's dad... not
0: bad. That's
2: not a bad transition. <laughs> yeah. What if,
3: it, dude? Guess his dad's name. His, his, his name is Braxton Myers. What you know? Um, you...
2: Daxton Myers. No,
3: Michael Myers. Oh, oh my shit. god!
2: So <laughs> I wonder. Now I know. Now I know what kind of controversy. It was in.
3: <laughs> I, I was trying to look up his dad's name for a story today, and I, that you know, it was just. I'm like, wait. Dude.
2: Talk about the toughest name to just Google, like a story about football in the entire yeah. world, just buried under 900 pages. <laughs> 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 oh, that's wild. Yeah, much more terrifying than that. Who was Gats the kid that desires. was on
3: campus yesterday, uh, DB? Uh, Upshaw? Upshaw, yeah. Cam Upshaw. He's at a um, Gadsden County. Um, is he he's, a priority? He is a priority, but I don't know if he, like, he's a, I think he might be a plan B type at this point. Um, they're going to see other, you know, the the guys at the top of their board kind of shape out before yeah. turning to him. I think if he was a priority and they wanted to take him, he'd already be in the class. Let's just say that. I think gotcha. he's super interested in FSU. Um, I think they're going to still, you know, keep hosting him on campus and, and, and getting him to be around the program. But I think they're going to kind of wait and see with him for now. Cool.
2: Okay. Well, I mean, they already they already saw some really good production from some young DBs and Azariah Thomas and Sam McCall if they watch practice. So I mean, let's 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 transition over to practice, take a look at that. Uh Florida State really did have a good recruiting weekend because holy hell, man. I we talked about a lot of names. Like they they did have a bunch of talent on campus. So that was a good that was a good thing. I don't really have anything else to say more about the recruiting unless you guys do. I'd like to move it right to the practice and just talk about what Zach saw with his own big, beautiful eyes. You yeah. Good? Let's, Let's go. get to it. All right, Zach. What'd you see? What how many days of practice did you see? Did anything stand out to you? Great Calisthenics Floor State has always been known for their stretching and there you go. Their uh, their tandem squatting. Uh did anything stick out from you? Because you've been able to see a couple of day ones of spring ball in your time at Knowles 247. Did this one look any different or just more of the same?
3: Yeah, I mean, so my perspective is. Last year I was out for most of the spring practices. Um and let's just say last year's team was just like horrid to watch, like in spring. <laughs> like it was terrible. Like
2: let's the receivers just say
3: have- they sucked yeah. ass <laughs> yeah, like- the receivers could not catch a ball. I mean, they were dropping like 50% of the balls thrown their way. They couldn't do oh. any drills because they were just dropping them. So, oh my God,
2: look at Mike. I what are do you doing? He looks like Jeff old- Goldblum running from the T Rex in Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> you keep going, sorry.
3: <laughs> yeah, you know, you're good. But from, from an overall team standpoint, they're much improved. I mean, it looks like a legitimate squad now. Um, whereas last year, I mean, you got to put in consideration, like, they were dealing with some, some, issues with injuries and stuff heading into that spring Mm -hmm. uh knock wood they're pretty healthy heading into this spring so i think that's also a factor but they also added 20 newcomers to the roster so um that's been fun to watch if anything just all the new faces out there um like aj duffy you see in that clip right there number 10 look at him Um, kiss that ball yeah it's been been cool to watch him um but yeah just from an overall team's point team standpoint it's a much better practice to watch
2: thank god brendan
3: was wrong about him being small
2: (laughs) you definitely did brendan say i don't want
1: to pick him? shut up brendan shut up
2: we love brendan um who stood who stood out to you man as far as like um did anybody just your eyes pop whether it was a guy that was on the team last year that looks looked physically better looked better moving a newcomer like who are some names that really stood out to you that 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 made such a marked difference to you and (laughs) <laughs> the quality of watching these guys is practice.
3: Yeah. I think uh, I, I've only been out there one time. I wasn't there for the initials from practice because I was dealing with recruiting, but mm-hmm. this, this Monday I was out there and Bernardo green, like he has physically changed his body up. Uh, he's gotten oh, nice. noticeably bigger, like bulkier. And I think that's actually helped his game a lot. Um, he had a really nice interception on Monday uh, and and he just looks really comfortable in coverage, and he looks like he's fully healthy, which is something he's struggled with throughout you know much of his career at Florida State to this point. So yeah, he from for a guy that that has been on the roster, I think he's looked really improved. And then for some newcomers, uh, Johnny Wilson, the six foot seven wide receiver, I did like a feature story on him. Just watching him move, I think he has a chance to to make a a. a a decent impact on on the, the offensive or the offense in 2022 this is him right yeah number 14 he moves pretty well for his size like uh i definitely think he's at you know where he's at i i you know some people like to argue that he, he could be better as a tight end i'd argue i like him as a as an you know outside wide receiver a mismatch maker on the outside i think he presents some some cool opportunities for them, maybe in the red zone. Um, I think he can go up and get the ball. Mike Morrell was working on him. You know, a big knock on his game uh, from people in the know. Heading hands,
2: in. right? Yeah, yeah
3: hands. So people people were talking about how much he dropped the ball. I mean, I haven't I haven't observed any like noticeable drops or bad drops from him thus far. Obviously, they're not in pads yet. It's only been two days of spring, um, so we're we're looking at a limited sample size. But I think. Uh, watching him move, there's something to work with there. And I think if they can, you know, if he continues to grow this spring, in the summer, and through the fall through fall camp, uh, he could definitely make an impact on the offense and, uh, as soon as this season.
2: Conversely, we want to give the full picture. Any guys that were disappointments, either uh, like I said, guys that just didn't look good, or guys that need to look good because they're counted on for this year's team, that didn't really impress you that much.
3: Yeah, I mean, defensive back, it's an easy position to pick on just because, you know, a guy's going to win a rep, a guy's going to lose a rep. Uh, if sure. If catches the ball, you're always going to look at the DB and kind of blame him. But I think Florida State fans can kind of be in unison about Jerry and Jones in, the, in these past <laughs> few years, just, you know, giving up some big plays.
2: Up and down, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Up and like, down. He'll have up some and down? Ones. He'll have some
3: good moments, but
2: yeah, he had like two good moments last down. year. AB,
0: I think you're forgetting
2: <laughs> the North Carolina game, man.
3: You... Yeah, that was a good pick. pick. Yeah. Um, Look at you! At but I think, uh, yeah, I mean, I think Ooh, I one, part, there was that uh, Pokey Wilson catch to begin practice, and Pokey kind of got behind Jerry and, and beat him. So, you know, I think Jerry's got got to, you know, just continue to improve this spring. I guess we'll see. I don't know you know, how the defensive back uh, lineup's going to uh, roll out heading into fall camp, but that'll be something to watch. Greedy Vance is another guy that I haven't been super impressed with thus far. Mm-hmm. I think um, he's undersized and kind of gets uh, bullied a little bit uh, out there. So, you know, as far as bringing in a defensive back transfer, I don't think that's a great one so far. Put <laughs> <I, I> mean, <laughs> me wrong. Um, I. That's all right. Know, I'm trying to keep it real. I, you know, I, hey, bro,
2: I, only on the I, as, as you always do, Zach. That's yeah. fine. Listen, like you said, prove him wrong, prove King Blow wrong, and uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. My man's got a good eye for that talent, though. Um, can't talk about defensive backs. One that I haven't seen out there was old Jarvis Brown. yeah. Hey, <laughs> we can't talk about it. Can't oh, talk. we can't. can't. Okay, well, did you can we talk about if we've seen him or okay? Anyway, forget I said it. Um, I guess he's just not in these clips. <laughs> Um, but he's around. Um, just hanging out there, and we don't want Dare other... calling
1: us and saying, waving his finger.
2: Well, at us. then we get to well, talk I, to him. Well, I didn't. I didn't say anything. Um, I just haven't seen him in these clips. I, he's, I'm sure he's just being a solid veteran, like he is. Anyway, not keep not going. Um, Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did we think? Hmm, any other? How did Jordan Travis look? I mean, I thought the past to Wilson that you mentioned that was floating around social media looked good. Um, how do you look in general? How do the QBs look?
3: I mean, Jordan Travis is definitely the alpha out there. Um, I don't think it's remotely close. I think he's the starter. There's no, you know, question about that. But he he acts like it. He he's been leader. On the mark, yeah, he's he's been leading, but he's he's been on the mark. Um, when he's running the offense it's noticeably more efficient oh good ball uh, yeah that's that's the pokey catch we're talking about um man i
2: teed that up man i knew yeah. i did not know that was gonna
3: happen perfect timing that was uh <laughs> that was like to begin practice so it was a good mood setter i think uh you know tate roadmaker tate has made some good throws um but he hasn't been as consistent as jay Trav. Um, that's surprising he, that's that's a good sign
2: what, is... <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, if, if Jordan Travis is throwing the ball better in practice than Tate Rodemaker, who.
2: No, I think you're right. No, you're right, Kevin, because that was a always passing been, quarterback, like,
0: right? Like... Exactly
2: right. It, it doesn't matter when you're not in pads like you're just testing your accuracy. I, I, I wonder if that and maybe we can see from these clips. I wonder if it's just confidence, if it's the mechanics have finally, like you said, Adam, Adam pointed out a couple of times where it seemed like the top and the bottom. were out of phase a little bit, but. That'll be interesting. That'll be interesting to see. Oh, that was a little high from your guy. Yeah. Um, sh- How's Benson been- looking? Yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. People thought his leg was going to fall off. Because I think
3: I I, I actually didn't like I didn't realize who number twelve was because I, I hadn't him. been out there the first day. Yeah. So that's Trey Benson. He, he looks- was really impressive on that first drive. Like he he was way faster than I thought he would be. Um. But yeah, he's got some burst to him, and at his size, that's pretty impressive.
2: Well, I think that based on Zach's assessment of it used to be like watching dread with Sylvester Stallone in 1995, and it's gone from watching dread with Carl Urban in 2012, which is a delightful film. (laughs) I'll make that reference for you. I think that that's a good sign. Guys, they're not in pads yet. We don't really know. I am encouraged, though, by the ball placement, some of the catches that that's something that pads are not. You gotta catch the ball. You gotta throw it to the right spot. You gotta know what you're doing. We look more competent. We look better. We look, you know, improved. But I'll tell you what, somebody's always looking good. That's my friend Zach Blostein, That's my friend Adam Brown. And that's my friend Kevin Little. Guys, I thought it was just an absolutely phenomenal, informative, fun, edgy. Episode of the triple option is we like to do. I thought I covered all the bases, guys. Do you have anything else for Zach before we can just like throw him into the night to do what a young single Tallahassee gentleman likes to do on a not Tuesday single, night? Not, not oh, oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> shit, you I, just got him in trouble. A young, yeah. a young taken <laughs> faithful. And Demure, gentlemen, will definitely be going to so bed after this. So faithful he's
1: on the triple option. Uh, so
2: faithful he's talking to three dorks about football <laughs> for the eighth time this week. He really does like you, whoever his girlfriend is. Guys, anything else for Zach before we let him go so we can go call his girlfriend? No, Just appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, thanks, man. Hey, dude. Love you, guys. You were, you. you were an OG. You are an OG of the roll cast. you come on the triple option. Zach, love you, buddy. Uh, as always i appreciate it seriously thank you very much
3: appreciate you
2: and we appreciate all of you guys another episode of the triple option the spring football is kicking we're kicking tell all your friends about us now is the time buy low buy the dip on the triple option go to the x's and O's youtube page go to the patreon give poor kev some money so he becomes middle class kev tell (laughs) all your friends about us we love you keep chopping on